During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when Banshees are around Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint at things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special? Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> you would never put Storm in a ponytail. That would be well, weird. You could, but that would be weird. <laughs> but giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to. When I met Stan, he was very gracious and 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 very kind. This is the Power of X Men podcast. I am your host, Dayspring. Hope you survive the experience. Oh my God, Flank! What that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Front and center, just like she needs to be, as always. I'm excited. What are you what 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 are you what are your feels? You reached out to me and were like, let's talk about Emma. So I feel like you should kick us off. Uh the only thing that's missing from her hands is Myra's ugly headband. Oh my god. Well, maybe she already shredded that and that stupid like hat. <laughs> what, what is that? Her page boy? Is that a page boy? I don't know. I'm not a style guy. I just learned the difference between a fedora and a trilby. So what do I know about hats? Guys, Inferno 2, uh, the cover for it was just released and it's by Jerome Opeña. Opeña? And it's Emma on the cover holding Xavier's helmet and Magneto's helmet. Taking control. Taking control. Okay, I, I need you to give me more context because here's the thing why we needed to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Because you nominated Emma as your 2020 character of the year. I but did. Bitch, she's getting another nomination this year after that cover. I mean, after the gala, after this cover. Like, here's here's why I'm excited about it. Let me, let me, let me tell you why. Like, so we have Cyclops and Jean, they're off doing their thing, leading the X-Men. We have Storm being the queen regent of Mars. And that like really leaves this huge opportunity for Emma to like step up and lead Krakoa. Because like at this point, you know, she's more of a hero than kind of Xavier, certainly than Magneto. But also if you count all of the stuff that Onslaught did, if you blame Xavier for that and all the other shady stuff he's done over the years, she's more of a hero than him. So like, having i don't know like the way claremont always sort of envisioned her was as like the third pillar between xavier and magneto like the gray area kind of between them and i think that if they're going to be taken off the table setting emma up to be that pillar for krakoa in their absence is 100 percent the plot that i want her to have i i couldn't agree with you more i i think after hoxpox hickman reestablished that original um plan for Emma because yeah. we have we have Xavier here, we have Magneto here, and then we have Emma there. Now, the, the only thing that I'm kind of thrown off about, about this cover is I wasn't expecting Emma to play that large of a role in Inferno. Mm-hmm. And certainly I don't see her snatching anyone's helmets or crowns anytime soon. I'm curious why she would be doing that because Emma has been playing ball with the nation. Right. Big. She has been, she, she has fallen, I don't want to say fallen in line because she's still Emma, she's playing by her rules, but she believes in Krakoa. Yeah. 
Well, I just think, like I said, there's there may be a power vacuum and who is better prepared to step up and lead if Cyclops and Jean and Storm are all otherwise preoccupied with their, you know, incredibly important roles within mutant society. Mm-hmm. I, 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 There's no one better for the job, I think. I think that she's going to have to step up. I mean, if Xavier... You know, Magneto is is on trial for for murder, and Xavier has onslaught to reckon with. Uh, one yet again. So who who else could do it? Like, who do you think could would play a big role in this besides Emma from a leadership perspective? Only Emma. Only Emma. To be very clear, only Emma can do this. I mean, was it going to be sinister? <laughs> but no. Oh my God! So it just clicked for me because you took this cover as not necessarily her like being malicious and going against Krakoa, it's the vacuum that's there. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, it took a couple of seconds for me to get it. Yeah, Xavier, because here's the thing in my head, I, I'm like, Magneto's going to be absolved of the trial and mm-hmm. the onslaught stuff is going to be resolved. There could be major ramifications for that. Absolutely. We've seen that Hickman's not afraid of doing major yeah. ramifications. Yeah. So they may be off the table. Scott and Gene are in New York doing the X-Men. Yeah, Krakoa needs someone to step up. And that is our boss bitch, Emma. Yeah, and I think, you know, Magneto and Xavier have sort of been the de facto leaders of the Quiet Council. Like even with people like Emma and Sinister uh, there, they sort of, everyone sort of defers to Xavier and Magneto in the end anyway. So, you know, Magneto's on, on trial. Xavier's got his his villainous stuff going on. Who's going to fill that vacuum? Why it's Emma. My thing is, is it just like, is there just supposed to be like a sheen on her, on her diamond form? Or is there like another texture on that? That that's that. See, you went like, oh, is she going to upset the balance of Krakoa? And I'm like, is she just shiny or is she like <laughs> cracked? She's not cracked, I don't think. But no. Like, you know, it's I'm always thrown off by how they do her diamond skin. Some artists actually put her a little bit more diamond E, like yeah. those like levels in the diamond. And other, yeah. I don't think she's cracked. Um, I love this cover, though. I mean, it's the first thing I thought cover. when I saw it was Lisa Frank, like the coloring. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would go that extreme, but it's definitely <laughs> it's it's when I think of, of his work, I think of it being a little bit darker in tone. So I feel like this is a little bit this is a little brighter than his usual palette. I will give you that. What do you think this image um, what do you think of this image in relation to the Mark Brooks Inferno image where Emma is looking down at Xavier and Magneto's next to her? They're both looking down at Xavier. So like she's looking down at Xavier. I don't, she doesn't look like she's disapproving or anything. I just, it looks like, actually she looks like she's going to bitch slap him or punch him. <laughs> I mean, he's acting up again. Auntie Emma's got to keep Charles in line. It looks like she's going to bang on his helmet. <laughs> You know, it does look like that. She has her fist up. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. She's, she is, I, I like the imagery of that. Her literally in between Xavier and Magneto. I mean, that kind of foreshadowing is, is right here in the Mark Brooks image. Oh, and you know what else I just want to point out? Um, Hope and the rest of the five are next to her. And I wonder if that's because they're going to be on her side because exactly what you just said, there's going to be a power vacuum and Emma's going to step up and the five are going to back her. You know, oh. or this is a symbolic gesture from Mark Brooks. Well, just think about it. If, if we're taking this cover at, at face value, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course, we're talking about Mark Brooks again. Not we're, We came here to talk about Emma on the cover of Inferno number two, <laughs> but let's go ahead and jump back to Mark Brooks on uh, number one. Um, no, so here's the thing about the, the five. Like, think about who's there. We have uh, Elixir. He's one mm-hmm. of the, the new X-Men. He's affiliated with Emma. We have Goldball, AKA Eggs. He's mm-hmm. part of a team that was recruited and led by Emma. Tempest, she was also part of that team, recruited and led by Emma. Hope, I mean, Emma had a huge part to play in, in the Messiah yep. saga. So like, if you think about who four out of the five are, they're all younger student generation characters who have been recruited and or affiliated with an Emma-led squad of X-Men. So it makes sense to me that they would follow her in this situation. Absolutely. And I I noted during the Scarlet Witch uh, is dead trailer, Emma was just over Wanda because she was dead because she had gone through the whole... I thought she was over Wanda like I was was over Wanda. (laughs) Shade, young. It's it's the end of the workday. I'm tired. The coffee's (laughs) worn off. You know, my hair, can you see? I'm like, is acting up. This one hair. I'm like, get fixed. No, you look so handsome. Stop it. Don't, don't even... Sorry, I totally... No. Yeah. Emma has that special relationship with Hope because they came out of the other end of the Messiah Wars. So I agree with everything you just said. These are younger students. Emma is a proven teacher. Teaching is very important to her. So I absolutely agree. The cover, you know, I think you nailed it when you said there is a power vacuum. Emma's going to step up. I don't think this is symbolic of her grabbing those and she's going to bring her own, you know, reign to, I don't want to say reign, but you know what I'm trying to say, like to the the council, she's going to bring her own version of that, of leadership. So I agree. I 100%, I saw it as more of a malicious thing. Don't get me wrong because I was just like, oh, she came for it. She came snatching everyone's. Not that I think Emma ever has ulterior motives, but we did see in Hawksbox, she was hesitant about starting another island. And then we also saw in Marauders, she purposely trolled Xavier Magneto with the statue of Moira. Now, to what degree does she know about Moira? I mean, Moira is supposed to be away in like her no place, which is a tumor on Krakoa that no one can sense. I don't know. I like to think if you're writing Emma right, Emma's Emma one knows. Step, Emma knows what's one going step on. ahead no of everything. There's but, no way that there they had. There's there's just no way that she would have got caught a glimpse from Magneto or someone at some point, she's not going to just go along with what Xavier and Magneto are doing all willy nilly. There's no way. I agree with you. The And if that was just a scene in Marauders, I would be like a hundred percent. I agree with you. But the thing about that scene where I think Emma would not do that is that Proteus was on stage crying. And I don't think Emma would purposely make someone cry like that. I think she is a very caring individual. <laughs> I don't think nowadays. she's that nowadays. Nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it though. I mean, for the record, I think you you nailed it. I think it's because from the fallout from Onslaught and Trial of Magneto, they're gonna be gone. Emma needs to step up. And it's perfect. I mean, I I it, it just is exactly what I want for the character. I think she has earned this spot among the top tier. X-Men leaders at this point because of her her she stewarded Generation X, she stewarded the Hellions, she's like stewarded like the Bendis young mutants, the new X-Men. Like I, she has been a voice for the younger generations of X-Men for several generations now 
she has a viable group of mutants who will follow her word. I think it is absolutely time that she rises to the occasion and becomes more than just like the business leader of Krakoa. She becomes the leader, the person that everybody kind of goes to instead of Magneto or Xavier. Well, she killed it during the Messiah era, the utopian era, like Emma astonishing era, like, Emma was a great leader. I mean, you can see like, there were writers who played around like, oh, what she's doing, like she's morally gray. Oh no. Every writer wanted like, to play that. At this point, like it's kind of tiresome because Emma has proven herself to be on the side of good, for lack of a better term, but she will have a morally gray approach to how to get shit done. Yeah. And but the thing about Emma is that she's effective. She's not here arguing ideology. She's doing what needs to be done for her students, for her fellow mutants. She's getting the job done. And that's a that's like the big difference between between her and a lot of these these other leaders is she usually gets the job done, not the overall job, because then we would have no X-Men comics if they succeeded in everything that they set out to do. But you know what I mean? She has been a successful leadership voice for them. So Inferno's shaping up to be an event with Moira, Mystique, and now Emma. I need Maddie. Give Maddie better be on the cover number three. I'm telling, I know we know she's going to be there. Well, the Mark Brooks image, what is Cyclops looking up? He's looking straight up in horror and shock. He's looking at Maddie. He's here like, holy fucking shit. She's there. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. All right, guys. I'm the Uncanny Dayspring. I'm the Adjectiveless Flankman. I'll see you guys later. Holla.